0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I don't usually release episodes on Sunday, but as you have noticed, our posting schedule is a little weird. Please know that we still have our regular Monday and Saturday episodes. I've just been throwing in a couple of extra ones, and those extra ones, you'll know they're extra because they don't have episode numbers, and this is one of those. I have been getting a lot of people asking me questions about my postpartum approach. And it's something I've also talked about a lot as well, not only in regards to weight loss, but certainly including weight loss, but just in general, right? From a weight standpoint, I am understandably heavier than I've been in a long time with two back-to-back pregnancies. I've shared with you guys that I hadn't lost my baby weight from my pregnancy with Dagny when we found out we were pregnant again with Roman. And now I am exactly three weeks postpartum. Definitely thinking about not the number on the scale at all. Um, I don't know what it is and I don't care, but rather just feeling good. I'm really happy with how my body is healing from my C-section. I have my second C-section. Um, with Roman, first of course with Dagny, and I'm really pleased with how my body is healing. I am taking it easy. I won't be getting back to exercise till at least six weeks postpartum. And I'm not concerned with the fact that I'm not in my, you know, pre-pregnancy clothes because quite frankly I wasn't in my pre pregnancy clothes when I got pregnant with Roman. I was still carrying extra weight for my pregnancy with Dagny. But what I am paying attention to is the fact that I just I don't feel good in my body. You know, I'm still kind of in the phase of nothing really fits well. Um, I'm wearing sweatpants as we speak. I tend to wear sweatpants or leggings. And then I'm thinking, it's summer and sweatpants and leggings aren't going to be super comfortable all summer. So I just want to feel really good in my body. Weight loss is part of that, but it is not all of that. And I've shared in the past couple of episodes Some of my thoughts around what I am doing, Uh, I shared an episode last Wednesday where I said that I'm going to be going through the 12 Weeks to Transformation because, A, I want to feel good in my body. I want to get in more of a rhythm as much as you can with a newborn, and it has to be a new rhythm. And I know I'm not alone in that. For a lot of folks, COVID has required them to create or find a new rhythm, For a lot of people, the kids wrapping up the school year or having school at home is requiring them to find a new rhythm. And sometimes nothing really changes in life and we just need a new rhythm, right? Old rhythm has not been working. It's not getting us where we need to go. So I am going to be going through the 12 Weeks to Transformation. I've talked about the fact that you can go through it with me, the place where I'm going to be sharing my journey and what this looks like day in and day out. From a nutrition standpoint, from a weight standpoint, from a movement standpoint, from a mindset standpoint, from a routine standpoint, all of that I'm going to be sharing in a private Facebook group that I am creating for people who are going through the 12 Weeks to Transformation with me. I will put the link to how you can learn more about what the 12 Weeks to Transformation is. I've talked about it a ton before, so I'm not going to do that today, as well as how you can register to join me starting June 1st. I'll put all of that in the show description. What I wanted to do today, though, because I'm going to be sharing the day-to-day, the in and out, what it looks like choice by choice in this Facebook group with those who decide to go through the process with me beginning on June 1st, today I thought I'd give a high-level overview. For those of you who aren't going to take that 12-week journey with me, here's sort of the high level, how I am approaching feeling good in my body again after a really challenging couple of years. Um, Certainly a very challenging last year and a new phase of life with a newborn. But let's get on the same page about my starting point. And then I'm going to share the high level overview for those of you that want the nitty gritty. Go through the 12 weeks with me. I don't know about you, being part of a community and having that positive peer pressure and being part of a group where folks are rowing in the same direction and working on similar goals is very inspiring and helps me on the days where otherwise if I was doing it by myself, I'd be kind of like, screw it, who cares? So my starting point, two pregnancies in the last two years, both with C-sections. My C-sections were less than 14 months apart. My firstborn, Dagny, died unexpectedly just at 14 days old. So grief And emotional well-being is a huge priority for me on this journey, continues to be. There's nothing about having Roman that ended my grief experience with Dagny. In fact, it's probably been harder um, to navigate that since Roman has been born. Also, just keeping everybody on the same page, I think I mentioned this, walking will be my only form of exercise until at least six weeks post-op, maybe a little bit longer than that, depending on how I feel how baby's doing, all of that kind of stuff. Balancing my hormones naturally is a huge priority for me. And I would say it's an even greater priority than weight loss, though I definitely want to lose weight. And then the sort of confounding variable to weight loss is that I'm exclusively breastfeeding. And that plays into nutrition and doesn't make weight loss harder, but certainly uh, creates another variable when it comes to nutrition. I've got to make sure that I'm eating enough um, and eating more than my body needs for maintenance so that I'm producing enough milk for baby. When we talk about my approach here, I want to be very, very clear that my mental health is number one, right? So Physical health is very important to me, but it is nowhere near as important as mental health. And also, side note, all of this and links and information is up on the blog. So if you go to primalpotential.com, if there's anything I talk about that you want to learn more about, there's links to everything on the blog. So mental health is number one for me, for all the reasons I already explained, um, bringing Roman home, having him, not even bringing him home, from the second we had him, it was unexpectedly harder. I knew that it would be different. The grief part would be different with Roman than without Roman. It's been harder than I thought that it would be. Uh, Processing Dagny's death has been harder in the past few weeks. But at the same time, I'm able to appreciate every second with Roman in a way that I don't think I would be able to if we had not lost Dagny, right? So even when he's up all night, even when he's having a total meltdown, I'm acutely aware of the fact that every one of those moments are a gift, that I would give anything to experience with Dagny, and I can't. I know that a long life isn't guaranteed for either of us, for any of us, for Roman, for myself, and that makes it a lot easier to love and to cherish the good moments as well as the really, really hard moments. Um, but just to be very candid, like sitting on the couch with Roman for the first time and holding him where I held Dagny <laughs> driving the first pediatrician appointment or the first time it hit me, I was doing a comparison uh, of Roman's first day and Dagny's first day side by side because I think they honestly look like twins except for the fact that Roman has hair and Dagny really didn't. And it hit me like a freight train that that's the only way I'll ever have pictures of them together. Those moments have been super, super hard. So I know that when I combine that reality with postpartum hormones and sleep deprivation, my mental health is number one, <laughs> like for sure, number one. And I shared this on social media it might seem kind of strange and random, uh, but there's actually a song, song lyrics that have been helping me a lot. And the song is called Keeping Score. It's by Dan and Shay. Again, the all the links and everything are up on the blog. I put the lyrics on the blog as well. I probably play it at least a half a dozen times a day, generally when I'm nursing. And as silly as it sounds, that it's just song lyrics. It really helps me. Keep my head in the right place. It says someday we're going to blink twice and say it happens like that. How much money we saved up for time that we gave up, it'll all just be math. It says, I know I'm only human. I don't know how many sunsets I've got left. And I don't want to ruin this moment by wondering what comes next. I just want to love you like it's all I'm living for. Hold you close, enjoy you more, and spend a little less time keeping score. And, like I get teary even just reading it because I, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, there are moments when I feel like, oh my gosh, when is he going to fall asleep? I've got to get this work done. Or I think about, you know, my book launch and geez, I really should be using this time to make sure that I'm set up for a successful launch of the book. Or I think about, you know, the fact that we want to have a big family and the fact that I'm 38 years old. I don't have unlimited time for that sort of thing. Um, And those lyrics just remind me that I don't want to miss this moment. I don't want to ruin this moment. I don't want to skip over this moment by wondering what comes next because I don't know how many sunsets I have left. I don't know how many sunsets Roman has left. I don't know how many sunsets Chris has left. And so to worry about something six months from now or six years from now or six hours from now, it's missing out on the gift that I have right now. And, and that just helps me so much as a, as a human being, but certainly also as a business owner, as a new mom. And quite frankly, I need the reminder a lot. Because I can give myself that reminder and feel it deep in my core. And then 10 minutes later, be worrying about, like, how much is the next phase of our renovation going to cost? Like, A, who cares? I might not even get there. We might not even do it. And honestly, it might not even matter. The beginning part of the song talks about, um, you know, looking back and they won't be thinking about what kind of car they were driving or the necklace they were wearing. And I'm thinking about that too. Like when I look back on my life, I'm not going to be thinking about how quickly we got the renovation done or how beautiful the renovation was. I'm going to be thinking about the people who lived in my home and I'm going to be thinking about what I did with those people. And so, Maybe for you, it's reading the Bible. Maybe for you, it's a particular book. Maybe it's a picture. Maybe it's a person that you talk to. For me right now, at this moment, and my answer would probably be different in a week or a month or six months or six years, for me right now, it's this song. And it just puts me where I need to be. It gets my head in the right place in a very, very, very powerful way. Because we all drift to the what next, what if, all of that kind of stuff, we're missing out. And we're also prioritizing the crap that at the end of our lives is not going to matter. It's not going to matter how much money I made in 2021, right? It's not going to matter at all. It's not going to matter how much money was in my retirement account. And look, don't get me wrong. I still have big financial goals because that's part of living well to me in large part because of what it allows me to do for other people. So I am unapologetic about that priority. But what I'm saying is I don't want to miss out on a moment putting Roman to bed or nursing him or giving a bath or changing him because I'm stressing about something else. There is a time to work on my financial goals, right? It's part of why I'm going through the 12 weeks to transformation myself. There is a time to work on the business stuff. There is a time to invest in the book launch. There is a time to work in the yard. It doesn't mean that we throw away those things, but let's not miss out on one moment because mentally, emotionally, psychologically, we're someplace else, you know? The other thing it helps me with is I really... Dislike clutter and chaos. I mean, honestly, I feel like we have too much crap in our house. You know, I feel like if somebody came and took 50% of our clothes, we wouldn't ever know they were gone. And I don't even have a lot of clothes. I really, compared to, I think, the average person, I really don't. But like, if somebody came and took half of our coffee mugs, I don't think we would notice. I really don't. And Because of that, I don't like stuff being out. I prefer to have, like, all my surfaces clear. I want to have the kitchen clean all the time. I want to know, I've talked about this before, that when somebody walks in the door, whether it's my mom or it's a friend or it's the FedEx guy, that the house is something I'm proud of, right? And yet, the first two weeks at home with Roman after a C-section, when really all I needed to be doing and all I was doing was sitting on the couch feeding the baby, changing the baby, burping the baby, that sort of stuff and getting up really only to change him to go to the bathroom, that sort of thing. I had to let the kitchen just be messy and I had to let you know my hospital suitcase stay downstairs and those little things that, you know, I totally get they probably don't bother a lot of people, but they can get under my skin pretty quickly dishes in the sink. And it's so funny, uh, just a couple days ago now, our dishwasher and our garbage disposal broke. They're on the same breaker and they just, just broke. Didn't pop the circuit. It's just, they just busted. And we're trying to get somebody out here, but some are on Cape Cod. Good luck. And this song helps me remind myself that it really doesn't matter if I have a sink full of dishes. I would prefer not to. I really would. And when my mom comes by with groceries and she asks what she can do, I will be thrilled every time if she washes the dishes or puts them away or cleans, cleans off my countertops or whatever because I love that. But it's also okay if the emails wait another day and this song gets my head to that perspective, right? I can certainly get my perspective there on my own, but it's a whole lot easier with these lyrics. So that's kind of how I'm approaching the the mindset side and the tool that I'm using for that really right now is this song, as crazy as that sounds, working for me. You do what works for you. But nutrition is a very close second. And I'll tell you why. When I eat better, I feel better. Period full stop. If I don't eat well, I don't feel well. I have lower energy, my mood is affected, I'm not as positive, my outlook is not as bright or as vibrant. I'm more tired, you name it. If I eat better, I feel better, period. That is just the way it works. I am happier when I eat well. I enjoy life more when I eat well. I'm in a better mood. I'm more confident. I'm more likely to be social. All of those kinds of things, right? Which makes weight loss only one of a hundred or more reasons to eat well. And I say this to people all the time. If you are focused on food choices or nutrition from the standpoint of only weight loss, you're screwed because weight loss takes time. And it's easy in a moment to be like, well, I'll do better tomorrow. And that is why the story of what you eat, how much you eat, when you eat, all of those kinds of things must be about more than weight loss, right? But at the same time, weight loss is one of the many reasons. It's not not present in the argument. And... I just don't feel as good in my body. Like, if I found out that I had to go someplace around a lot of people tomorrow, I would be like, I truly, truly, truly have nothing to wear. I, I really don't. Like, it's just, you know, and, and it's normal. It's expected. It's not bad. It's not wrong. I am grateful that my body grew two beautiful children in two years. I sort of can't even believe that that is the reality. And also, I'm ready to start feeling better in my skin. That's why I'm going through the 12 weeks of transformation. As I've said at the start of the show... I'm going to be sharing the details, what it is, what it isn't, all that kind of stuff in this Facebook group for those people who are going through the 12 Weeks to Transformation with me who realize the value of kind of having a tribe of people doing it with you to propel you forward and sort of drafting off of their energy and my energy and all of that kind of stuff. But I I wanted to share the high level. So I talked about the mental side. Let's talk about the nutrition side. I don't know about you, but I personally hate wasting time wondering what I'm going to have to eat. I don't want to wake up and be like, oh, what do I want to have for breakfast? What do I want to have for lunch? I hate that. It annoys me. And especially as a business owner, never mind a business owner with a newborn baby, I don't have time for it. And for that reason, the only meal decision I make day to day, at least six days a week is is dinner because I keep breakfast and lunch basically the same six days a week. It makes grocery shopping easier. It makes asking for help easier. It makes eating healthy easier. And it eliminates that decision-making about food that I hate. So my breakfast, six days a week, sometimes seven, but before maybe we were going out for brunch one day a week. So it wasn't on that day, but obviously we're not doing that right now. At least six days a week, breakfast for me is a protein smoothie. Now, if you've ever had like a nasty protein shake, that's not what I mean. I've tried every protein powder, every ready-to-drink protein beverage under the sun. Most of them are totally disgusting. If you haven't heard me say it before, one of my primary food rules is eating foods I love that love me back. So if I don't enjoy it, if I don't look forward to eating it, it is not on the list. I'm not having it. I have to look forward to it, enjoy it, think it's delicious, otherwise... It's off for me. And this for me is something that I love and look forward to, which basically hinges on the fact that you have a really great protein powder. So here's what I put in mine. Unsweetened almond milk. You could use water, you could use cashew milk, you could use cow's milk, you could use coconut milk, anything you want. I use unsweetened almond milk most of the time, and I use frozen cauliflower rice. I get a ton of questions about this. No, you cannot taste the cauliflower. No, it doesn't make your shake chunky unless you have a really crappy blender. I have a Vitamix, um, so it does a really great job. It's smooth and creamy. It adds volume. It makes it cold. I don't add ice. I add frozen cauliflower rice, and you just get more nutrient density. Cauliflower is very neutral. It's going to take on the flavor of whatever you put it with, so you put it, in my my case, with some chocolate protein powder and some cashew butter. You don't even know that it's there, so unsweetened almond milk, frozen cauliflower rice. I use a plant-based protein that is clean. It's all natural. There's no artificial colors, flavors, sweeteners. There's no fillers and all of the junk that is often in proteins. Um, It's very low carb. It's very low sugar and it tastes really good and it's really creamy. There's no chunkiness or any of that nasty stuff from things I've had before. Again, i link linked to it on the blog. So I will put the link to the blog in the description for the show if you want to check it out. So unsweetened almond milk, frozen cauliflower rice, plant protein. I do chocolate. That's just my preference. Cashew butter, a quarter of a banana, probiotics, and either greens powder or seed fiber. I typically rotate one on one day, one on the other day. For me, this keeps me full until my next meal. I don't prefer to snack. I find it annoying because then I'm back to like, oh, what do I wanna have for a snack? And then I've gotta get up and I've gotta find something, and it interrupts my workday at this point with a newborn. If I have time to make a smoothie, awesome. I don't have time to go find myself a snack every couple of hours. So, one of my other food rules is making sure that it satisfies me until my next meal. So, that's breakfast six days a week. Lunch is either my quote, famous cabbage salad bowl or a traditional green salad. If you think of like wimpy, tiny salads that are like a starter at a restaurant, that's not how I do it. I load up on the veggies. We're talking like at least three cups of vegetables. My cabbage salad, it's been up on the blog forever because I've talked about it a hundred million times. I make it a little more simply now. There's less ingredients in it, fewer ingredients, I guess I should say, than before. And that's just convenience. So it is on the blog. What my cabbage salad bowl entails right now is raw red and green cabbage, shredded, one or two slices of bacon, crumbled, half an avocado, diced up, a sprinkle of goat cheese, and two eggs. Sometimes they're cooked over medium, sometimes they're hard boiled. And then I don't use a salad dressing because the combination of the avocado, the goat cheese, and the eggs really adds a nice moisture when you mix it all together. I use the OXO salad chopper and mix it all together so it's all kind of mashed up and I don't need salad dressing that way. I will say the OXO salad chopper and my Vitamix blender are my two most used kitchen appliances by far. You can't even call the salad chopper an appliance cause it's no tech. But I also link to that on the blog if you aren't familiar with it. If I don't do the cabbage salad, I'll do a regular salad and there's very few differences. Instead of using raw cabbage, I'll use any organic greens And then I also add sprouts. If you haven't listened to my sprouting episode, do so. I also have a sprouting highlight on my Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. And my one little hack to making eating healthy easier, this is going to sound strange, but I'm telling you, it's huge. Grow your own vegetables. I think it's the equivalent of... If you were to go buy new workout clothes every day, if one day you came home with a new sports bra and then it was a new pair of leggings and then it was a great new pair of shoes and then it was a great workout headband, you would be way more motivated to work out if you were doing that. And I feel like um, growing your own vegetables does that too. Like you look forward to eating them, you want to incorporate them and you're very unlikely to do, you know, pizza delivery with a side of cucumbers, you know? So I I love doing that, and I share a bit of my, my gardening stuff on my Instagram stories. If you don't follow me there, check it out. So then dinner. This is really the only daily food decision, and we have a short list of favorites that we rotate between based on what we have on hand and what we're in the mood for. Having a short list of favorites also helps with grocery shopping, helps with decision making. It's never like, oh, what do we want? We know we have like five or six options. Which of these do you want? So some of our current favorites, burrito bowls made with cauliflower rice instead of regular rice. So then you just toss in whatever you want on it, whether that's ground beef, ground pork, leftover chicken that we have, salsa, avocado, you name it, whatever strikes your fancy there. Alternatively, another favorite, shepherd's pie using cauliflower instead of potato, Um, burgers, I'll do my burger bunless. Steaks, we always have steaks in the freezer and we'll just put those on the grill and have a side of broccoli or a side of Brussels sprouts. We love chicken thighs. Grilling up chicken thighs is always a huge hit around here. Beanless chili, not as much in the summer, but we've still been doing that a little bit here and there. Spaghetti squash. I will bake up a spaghetti squash or two and then just top it with like ground meat and tomato sauce. Maybe some goat cheese, maybe some cheddar cheese, something like that. We love that. And in terms of snacks, I mentioned I'm not a big snacker. I don't like having to make yet another food decision, take the time, all of that. My goal is to choose things that fill me up. With that said, some days I'm hungrier than others and I just want a little something or some days I'm not hungrier than others and I just want a little something. So what we keep on hand, almonds or pistachios, cheese slices, I do like uh, white cheddar cheese slices. I got really into frozen fruit when I was pregnant with Roman. And so we still have a bunch of frozen peaches and frozen grapes, and I'll kind of pick at those. If I really want a treat, I'll pop some popcorn. Um, Maybe we do that a couple times a month. Halo Top ice cream. I prefer if I'm going to do ice cream to do like the real deal. But now that I'm kind of focused on feeling better in my skin, I might skip the real ice cream and do Halo Top here at home. Plus, Quite frankly, right now with a newborn, just getting out of the house is a little bit more challenging, takes a little more time. So it might not be worth it. It's certainly not as convenient. All right. So we talked about mental health. We've talked about nutrition. I want to talk really quickly about supplementation and what that looks like for me, as well as exercise. Supplementation is totally unique to the individual and their goals. So I will share what I'm currently taking, but it works for me because of my goals and priorities. And you might need something altogether different. My biggest priorities right now are hormone balance, stress management, nutrient diversity for me in healing, but also for the quality of my breast milk because I'm exclusively breastfeeding. And then other priorities for me are fertility and weight loss. I will start seed cycling about one month postpartum, but because I'm not there yet, um, we won't talk about that. But honestly, all you got to do is Google seed cycling. An image will pop up and one picture will tell you everything you need to know about seed cycling. Okay. Here's what I'm currently taking. And also in that blog that I mentioned, I'll link to what I take. Like, for example, vitamin D, I take the Thorn brand and I get it off of Amazon. But I'll link to everything that I'm taking over on that blog. But what I'm currently taking, and this might sound like a lot for you. It might sound like nothing at all to others of you. But just remember that supplementation is very, very individual. A multivitamin, vitamin D, uh, my edge energy metabolism mood drink. I drink this twice a day. Omega-3, probiotics. I take two probiotics. One is for digestion and immunity. The other is for hormones and mental health. They just both contain different strands of bacteria or strains of bacteria, I should say. Uh, Greens powder that I mentioned, it goes in my protein shake as well as that seed fiber blend. And then I take a supplement for stress management and general mood. All right. We'll wrap up with exercise. So, for the first two weeks after my C section, I followed doctor's orders, stayed on the couch most of the time. Getting up and down to do things around the house uh, or take care of the baby was all there was. Right at the two week mark, I went for a 1.5 mile walk. Felt a little rough on the incision, but not a big deal. And since then, my exercise has kind of been limited to walking around the yard. We did go for another walk. Another one and a half mile walk with the baby yesterday. My goal moving forward now that we're at the three week mark is walk at least a mile with the baby every day, right? And I don't care if that's me carrying him while I walk on the treadmill, if it's a rainy day, or it's me doing laps around the yard to equal a mile, or it's me taking him down to the canal and going for a walk. But that's, that is my goal. Walk at least a mile with the baby every day. And once I hit the six week mark, I know for sure I'm not going to rush back to CrossFit, I don't know what I will do, but I am very eager when I'm cleared to get back to weightlifting uh, because I think that's just such a huge, important part of health overall, certainly of weight management. Certainly, uh, I feel like I've lost some strength with my two back-to-back pregnancies and two back-to-back C-sections. So I'm excited to do that. I will also say, and somebody messaged me about this, I am doing some... Pelvic floor, um, therapeutic breathing. You can Google this and get lost for 100 years. I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to pretend to be one. But to heal my abs. So I do have some abdominal separation from... I had it after my pregnancy with Dagny. It got a little worse in my pregnancy with Roman. And I want to work on strengthening my pelvic floor, also healing that separation in my abs slowly over time right now because of where I am in my recovery, I'm not doing any physical exercises, though there are pelvic floor therapists out there who are like kind of, they're like rehab people and they help you with those kinds of movements. Right now, I'm focused on some very strategic breathing exercises for that. Again, I'm not an expert. Do your homework. Look on Google for experts and you can get lost for days in all of the information that is available. But that's what it looks like for me. Now, day to day, there's a whole lot more than this, right? There's the, I didn't sleep all night. What now? There's the, I really don't want to walk today, but I said that I would. So what am I going to do and how am I going to work through that resistance? There's the, you know, we have a big cookout today and I'm tempted to just eat all the things because who cares? I'm heavier than I've been (laughs) in a really long time, but I also don't want to feel crappy. Working through all those moments is the kind of stuff that I'm going to be sharing on a regular basis inside the Facebook group with those who are going through the 12 Weeks to Transformation with me. So one last time, if you want to join me in that, be part of a community, have people doing this alongside you, it doesn't matter if you have a weight loss goal or not. The 12 Weeks to Transformation is not about weight loss. It is about thinking about your decisions differently and learning to become a better thinker so that you don't stay in the same patterns of excuses and delays and all of that. Just go to primalpotential.com forward slash register. Go ASAP, even though we're not starting until June 1st, because I want to make sure that you get situated and squared away and get everything you need before we kick off on June 1st. So now it lives here on the podcast for people who have questions about kind of my thoughts, my approach, how slow I'm taking it. I mean, um, this is not an aggressive or ambitious plan. This is very, very straightforward and simple but also I'm adding in the 12 weeks to transformation and sharing the details as I go through that process. Primalpotential.com forward slash register for more on that starting June 1st. Register before then. I hope everybody has an amazing day. I'm gonna go check on my baby. Take care.